wonder, what season of the church year describes you? Asked my dear little godly play friend one Sunday morning during coffee hour. Um, what? Was my somewhat less than eloquent and profound reply. I tried to recover my fumble and asked, tell me more. <laughs> well, each season is so different than the others, and humans are different than each other, so we must all experience them differently. So, which one speaks to your heart? Buying myself some time and being totally in awe of this child, I asked which one described her. She humored me and answered, then looked at me again and said, well, I told her that Lent described me best and spoke to my heart, but more specifically, Holy Week, because it was a time that I felt the closest to Jesus. Graciously, she was content with my answer and did not ask me to say more. This question has stuck with me for years, and I have thought over and over again about my answer. You see, I was careful with my answer. Lent and Holy Week. I get those. I can feel them in my bones. I can put myself on the streets of Jerusalem that week. I can taste it, smell it, feel it, see it. I can feel the dirt and grime. I feel the joyous energy of Palm Sunday, simultaneously mixed excitement and the undercurrent of worry and fear. I put myself at the table of the Last Supper and the foot washing. I can smell the bread and contemplate the joy of a shared meal with my closest friends. I ponder, would have I been too tired and fell asleep in the garden? Where would I have been during Jesus's trial and crucifixion? Would I have been brave and boldly stood beside the women? Or would I have been by the fire with Peter and denying my connections. Once again, I can imagine myself helping to prepare Jesus' body and placing it in the tomb, scared, looking over our shoulders, rushing to try to get the task done before sundown, racked with grief and sorrow, embodying an odd mix of adrenaline, numbness, and confusion, wrestling with the invasive thoughts of what in the world happened this week. We as a church have had 2,000 years to perfect the Easter celebration. We know how this story is going to play out, and we have all the spoiler alerts. But the disciples didn't, and yet they showed up there fearful and confused. That this realization about the disciples that maybe allows Easter to speak to my heart also. I am a bit of an Easter Christian, but like the disciples on that first Easter, they are scared and full of fear. 
They have just had their teacher arrested and executed by state authorities. The man that they had left their families and jobs to follow and listen and learn from has just been killed. And now the tomb is empty. On that first day of the week that we heard about today in the Gospel of John, they are not shouting alleluias and blasting trumpets. Instead, they are hiding in a locked room full of fear of the authorities. This is the kind of fear that happens in our wildest dreams, fears that run amok. Perhaps you've had this kind of fear. I know I have. It doesn't have to be fear that has us literally hiding behind locked doors, but it is a fear that has us too scared to move. The fear has us locked in place, and there is little hope of us moving forward. But that isn't the end. It's just the beginning. Jesus shows up among them and gives them a greeting of peace and shows, him, shows them his wounds. This isn't just a greeting like, hey, how you doing? This is a true gift of peace, the kind of peace that one cannot obtain in this world, peace that shocked them out of the fear that had them locked behind the doors of that house into celebrating and rejoicing that the Lord is there with them. Jesus then declares peace again and breathes the Holy Spirit upon the disciples, calling them to continue with the mission that Jesus started, giving them peace that flows in their hearts as the church is founded, helping them to understand that Jesus will always be with them. Thomas shows up and is still in that same state of fear that the disciples were in before Jesus arrived. And then they tell him that they have seen the Lord. They're no longer fearful, and they have received the Holy Spirit. But Thomas isn't ready for that. Thomas declares that he doesn't believe them, and unless he sees Jesus himself, he will not believe. Perhaps we can put ourselves in Thomas's shoes. I know I can. Being still set in my fear of something while everyone else has moved on and is okay with a new reality. Now there are many ponderings that we can make about what happened in the week between those visits. Did Thomas saying that he didn't believe cause issues and strife between the disciples? Were the disciples clear about their call and mission? Did they waver and fall back into fearful patterns? Perhaps calling them back into reconciliation is why when Jesus appears again, he declares peace for a third time. Or maybe the peace is simply a gift to Thomas. We don't really know, but what we do know is this. Jesus appeared to Thomas and offered for him to touch his wounds. But instead, 
Thomas declares him Lord and God. Jesus allowed Thomas the space that he needed to realize that Jesus was Lord without scolding or condemning him. Maybe there are multiple ways to let Easter speak to our hearts. For those that are identifying with the fear of the disciples or with the unbelief of Thomas, the Easter season can still speak to us. When I close my eyes and play this scene like a movie, this is what I think Jesus is telling us. I have given you peace that surpasses all understanding, that calms your fears regardless. I have given you the Holy Spirit, and I have told you to go out to forgive and love. You are going to get strength and support for this mission from your new family. Each of you is to support and hold one another up, cheering each other on or holding each other accountable, depending on the situation. You will meet to worship and share in the Eucharist together, regardless of if you are happy with each other or not. You are one family in my name, so remember to seek forgiveness and reconciliation with each other. Even when you doubt, there will be someone that you can talk to and pray with. So do not be afraid, but hold fast to my peace. I will meet you to renew my peace at the Eucharist and as you are seeking and serving me and those around you. Do not be afraid, but keep your eyes open. You never know when or where I might show up. <laughs>